The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a teaching tutorial Thursday. Class is in session always with Professor Greg Cosell from NFL Films University. We are presented by DraftKings, and I love all of you but especially those of you that do anything to help support the Ross Tucker Podcast Network and help us grow in any way, spread the word winner tomorrow, take advantage of any of our sponsors, the sponsor confirmation email winner tomorrow. Maybe it's Uncommon Goods. Maybe it's LinkedIn. You never know. And then the YouTube shout-out. Love giving you guys those shout I just did one yesterday. A guy wanted to trash talk. His buddy, Gregory Waugh, wanted to trash talk his buddy um, in French Canada, French Canada, French Canada, um, uh, about their fantasy football league. Amazing. What, what a life I'm living here. That That's what I'm doing. Anyway, uh, a lot to get to. Love the winners. We'll announce them tomorrow. Love Greg Cosell. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. As always, Greg, much to discuss. Make sure you check out Greg on social media, at Greg Cosell. That's the best way to always know what Greg is up to. Um, Love knowing what Greg's up to. And, of course, check out the NFL matchup show on the weekends. That's why he does all this. That's a big reason why he watches all this tape. So before we get into any games, including tonight's game, Greg, I I did have two players I wanted to ask you about. One is Zach Cunningham, the Texans linebacker who was released yesterday, means he's on waivers today. Certainly there are financial considerations about claiming him on waivers, and I'm sure people will dive into whatever happened with the Texans. But this is a guy, I want to say, Greg, he got four years, $58 million contract a year ago. He's made $24 million, and yet here we are a year later, and the new regime with Casario and Cully, they are cutting him. So if I'm a fan of a team, need a linebacker, you know, trying to make a run, thinking about if my team will put a waiver claim in for him, who or what is Zach Cunningham? Well, he's long, he's athletic. 
Uh, he's always made a lot of tackles. I think you can play him in your nickel sub package. Uh, so he's a good player. Obviously, they said he didn't meet their standards. We don't know what that means. Uh, obviously, teams will do their due diligence as to his commitment, the kind of person he is, the character. Uh, but on tape, I think he's a good player. Um, and if, if all those things check out, if you feel comfortable with those other things, uh, you're dealing with a guy that's 6'3", 235, 240 pounds, good range, uh, makes tackles, and can play in your sub. So he's definitely in addition to a team looking for a linebacker or feeling they're, they need an upgrade at the linebacker position. You know, if you think about it, the way you describe him, Greg, kind of what everybody is looking for in the sense of yeah. he's got the length, he can play all three downs, that's kind of what people want. I mean, it's probably why the Texans last year paid him what they did. Well, it was, I think, two years ago uh, where he was, you could argue, one of the best linebackers in the league overall, uh, just with his ability to make plays, his ability to stay on the field. Um, and, and you know, that length is a trait. When you're a 6'3 linebacker, that's a trait. So uh, my guess is, barring something really bad that happened with Houston that would turn teams totally off. He will get signed somewhere. So the other player I wanted to ask you about, and I'll get to this a little bit later in the Tux takes who's done for the year is Jamal Adams, the safety for the Seahawks really feels like a polarizing player, Greg, um, you know, and, and most of the people, you know, the Jets fans are thrilled that they traded him, and Seahawks <laughs> fans don't seem to be enamored with him so far. And I feel like in the next 30 seconds, you're going to say something like, he's a certain kind of player, or you have to use him. I'm ready for it, Greg. I'm prepared. Well, I don't think he's polarizing for people who watch tape, Ross. I think he's polarizing maybe from a media or fan perspective. And you're 100% right. I think he's the kind of player that you have to look at his strengths, which is playing closer to the line of scrimmage, getting involved in the action, being a schemed blitzer. And by that, I mean you scheme him so that you try to get him matched on a back uh, or even clean to the quarterback, depending on your blitz concepts. Uh, and to me, that's what he is. Uh, I think they kind of found that out in Seattle you know, people, when, when it was announced that he put up, uh, that he was out for the year, people put up his numbers and said, wow, he's phenomenal. You know, those are numbers and that's fine. Um, and I think he can be a good player. Like, for instance, if you talk to Greg Williams, who was the DC with the Jets when Adams was there, he'll tell you that he likes Adams, but he likes him because he can blitz and because he can be disruptive near the line of scrimmage. Um, I spoke to a former GM who basically said that he's a weak side linebacker, that, that that's what his he really is. The problem is he's 212 or 213 pounds. So he has certain strengths. He has defined limitations. And you have to play to the strengths and limit the limitations. He's not an all-around – let's put it this way. He's not the kind of player you would build a defense around. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I guess that gets into a whole other debate, which would be how much value does that kind of player provide in today's NFL? Right. And then I guess what I wonder is a little bit, Greg, is 
how many other guys could do similar things, but they're just not put in that position. You know, they don't, you don't see a lot of defenses where they're keeping a safety near the line of scrimmage a lot and blitzing him a lot. They're just, not a lot of guys are no. designing defense that way. No, you're 100% right. Here, I'll give you an example. He didn't play this past week because of COVID, and he's a bigger man than Jamal Adams. But Kyle Duggar for the Patriots, the Patriots are predominantly a big nickel base defense. They play with three safeties. They play with McCourty as the post safety, and they play with Adrian Phillips and Kyle Duggar as essentially hybrid linebacker safeties. Duggar can do more things than Jamal Adams. Duggar can match up man-to-man with tight ends effectively. That's not something that Jamal Adams does really well. So there's a limitation right there in his game when you have a, a player who's essentially a strong safety and he can't match up truly effectively with tight ends man-to-man. That poses a limitation. and Then you have to work around that. Really well said, Greg. All right, let's dive into some of these games including a big one for two teams still very much in the thick of the playoff race tonight. It is the Steelers at the Vikings. Looks like no feeling for the Vikings. Yep. Uh, I have seen some reports that Dalvin Cook might try to give it a go. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me with them having 10 days before their next game, but nobody asked me your thoughts on tonight's game. Two words, Justin Jefferson. I'm done. We can move on. <laughs> that guy... I got to tell you, I was wrong on him coming out of LSU. I mean, when I say wrong, he was a slot receiver his last year at LSU, 104 of of his 111 receptions in his last year at LSU, which, of course, was the national championship year with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, came in the slot. So I saw him basically based on his college tape uh, as a slot receiver, did not necessarily project him outside, and I was wrong on that. I think Justin Jefferson – is a really big-time player. The Steelers right now are hurting at corner. Joe Hayden is out tonight. So they're playing Witherspoon at one corner, Sutton at the other corner. When they go to their dime, they move Sutton inside, and they play Lane uh, outsides with Lane and Witherspoon. So I think there's opportunities tonight for Justin Jefferson to have a big game. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, they don't really have much of a choice with no Thielen and maybe no Cook. Although Madison's a good player. And I think Kate and I think Osborne, who's the third receiver who will become the second receiver, is a solid player as well. He's obviously not Thielen, but I remember Osborne, I, I believe he transferred from the University of Buffalo and played his final year at the University of Miami. And I evaluated him coming out and I thought that he could be a quality wideout in the NFL. Ideally a three. Maybe now he could become a two, depending on how things go, but he is not a bad player. Yeah, everything you just said there is correct because I called one of his games when he was at Buffalo, actually. Let's get to Dallas against Washington, a rivalry. I started a couple games in that rivalry, played in several more. It's the Cowboys and the football team. What will you be looking at in that one? By the way, I know we talked about Micah Parsons a lot last week because he was playing Thursday night football. Um I thought it was really interesting. I don't know how how much you dove into that tape, Greg. I did. They almost used him as a spy. They did. A lot. So he wasn't rushing off the edge, but he was able to get a sack and some pressures with second contain and spying Taysom Hill. Uh, I'm with you. Now they're getting Randy Gregory back. 
We might not see him edge rush again. I know it's, it's, a, it's a fascinating situation. It's a fascinating situation because now they'll have all their D linemen back. Okay. They got Lawrence back last week. They're going to get Gregory and Neville Gallimore back for this week. Um, so last week, as you said, and you're correct, Parsons rarely lined up as an edge player. He played stacked linebacker. And then on third down, on almost all third downs, I think maybe there was one exception, he was a spy on Taysom Hill. Now, that was obviously specific to Hill and the Saints. So what's going to happen this week? I firmly stand by my belief, watching tape of pretty much everybody, that he's been the best edge rusher in the NFL through this part of the season. And now with Lawrence back, with Gregory back, is he no longer going to be an edge pass rusher? That's up to Dallas. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say they're right or wrong. They know the best use of their other players. But one thing we did see before Gregory got hurt was they did have multiple front alignments when they lined up in their dime where they did have Parsons and Gregory uh, inside at times. So we'll see what they do. Uh, I'm also fascinated by the Washington defense, Ross. They were on a four-game winning streak, and they made a dramatic change beginning with that first game in the winning streak when they beat Tampa Bay. They were playing a lot of man coverage through the first part of the season, beginning with Tampa Bay and continuing through their next three wins. They have now really evolved into a high, high-percentage zone coverage team. They play very little man, some on third down, but other than that, not much at all. Interesting. Really interesting. And they've been so good on defense without Montez Sweat and Chase Young. Their two first-round pick the ends. Yeah, well, the two inside guys, Allen and Payne, have been absolutely dominant. Um, I mean, if I told you that they're playing predominantly on the outside with, with Casey Tuhill and Smith Williams, people would say, who? But that's essentially what they've been doing. But Smith and Payne, um, but Payne and Allen have been so dominant inside. Those guys are fun to watch. Allen in particular... Uh, but Payne shows up as well. Um, I think the rookie Davis, the linebacker, is starting to really improve. Uh, this is a good defense, a solid defense. And as I said, they are high percentage zone. You know, I'll just make one more point on Parsons. Obviously, I watch him closely. I've known him for a while. He was on the show over the summer. I understand them having him line up over the guard or center and doing some of those blitzes. And he's had success with that. He's had yeah. some success with that. But it doesn't really play to his strengths of having more space and more room. You know, you can get muddled up a lot. And usually they have him running some type of twist or stunt in there. Yeah. And it's like there's just too many bodies. You know, it's yeah. it gets him muddied up a little bit. I'm not sure that's the best usage of him. But I think they're trying to figure out the best way to get all these guys out there. I'm not saying I have the answer, but um, something I noticed. What about Baltimore and Cleveland, Greg? Talk to me about that one. Well, here's what fascinates me about that game, what Cleveland will do defensively. Because beginning with the Dolphins game week 10, Lamar Jackson's played three games, Ross. Teams are blitzing him and the Ravens at an extremely high level, extremely high percentage. And they're really having a hard time handling it. In those three games... Lamar Jackson's quarterback rating versus blitz is 9.4. Think about that for a minute. So they are really having a hard time with blitz. And until you show you can handle it, teams are going to pressure you. And again, 
at Cleveland is they, they do pressure. It's not as if they're a non-pressure defense. They will pressure. So I'm I'm very curious to see what the Browns defense under Joe Woods does in this game. Now we know Lamar Jackson is capable any time of making special plays with his legs. He's a freak in that regard. He's the best athlete probably we've seen at the quarterback position. And sometimes I watch him and I feel like there's going to be a sack and all of a sudden he's 10 yards down the field and I don't know how he did it. So he's really special in that regard. But the passing part right now, he is really struggling with. He's not seeing things particularly well. Even when things are set up for him with a specific matchup to attack, he's not going to it. So right now, it's a little bit of a struggle in the pass game. And I'm so curious to see what Joe Woods uh, and the Browns will do in terms of pressure. Did you say his his passer ratings 9.4 against the Blitz? In the last three games. Wow. Um, all right. How about Niners and the Bengals? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, the Niners are a team I give a lot of thought to. Um, they're a very interesting team to me. You know, I, I, and, and maybe their coaches would disagree, but I feel like the Niners are a team, and I've watched them for years and years, are a team offensively, and I'm sure this is why Niners fans want to see Trey Lance and, and, and move on from Garoppolo, and that's fine, but – I feel like they can only really be effective on offense, Ross, playing one way, meaning that their run game has to work, that if their run game doesn't work, that their offense struggles. And maybe I'm wrong, but that's my sense watching their tape. That's purely based on on a study of their tape. And I think when you get stuck like that, it's you can play great like they did for those three games in a row where they had their three-game winning streak, where they were running exceptionally well. And Garoppolo in those three games, Ross, had 25, 22, and 19 pass attempts. I think if their run game is not effective and Garoppolo's pass attempts have to go up, I think that's where they're not as effective offensively. So um, I'm sure they know this. I, I, I don't think what I'm saying based on tape is news. So uh, it's just a tough way to go when you really can only be effective one way on offense. Yeah, that sounds about right, though. I think that that's fair when you watch them. What about, Greg, the Bills and the Bucks? Bills trying to bounce back from that Monday night game. Obviously, that was a unique game with the wind there. Yeah, I now gotta, they're taking on the Bucks. Yeah. What, what are you thinking about this one? Let me just ask you a question. I've been trying to you – know, we'll never know, but I've been asking people this week, do you think Bill Belichick would have played the same way if it was 50 and sunny and beautiful? No. You don't? No, I mean, he still might have run the ball a lot, but not that much. Right, because it's really interesting to me because I, I, the more I think about it, the more I start to feel, again, and, and this plays beautifully off the 49ers. It's a beautiful segue, Ross. Well done. Um, I, I think there's a certain part of me that believes that Bill Belichick felt that the, the Bills could not score on his defense because the Bills have two defined weaknesses on offense. Their O-line is not very good, and they can't run the ball. So it's a Josh Allen show, and if he's not great on every snap, their offense struggles at times. And, again, I'm not saying he would have thrown three balls if it was beautiful weather, but I think this game was more about the fact that he felt that the Bills could not score on his defense and that he was going to control the pace and tempo of the game. So – Obviously, because think about this. They ran 46 plays, which is a very small number, but yet held the ball for over 32 minutes. 
And if you take away five Mac Jones runs, which I think two or three were sneaks and either two or three were, were kneel downs, they had 41 plays. On 34 of those plays, Harrison Stevenson got the ball. So it was a fascinating game. But, you know, getting to the Bills, I don't think that they're certainly not going to be able to run against the Bucks. So now you get into their the O-line's ability to, to pass protect. Or does Josh Allen have to start running around and just trying to make plays, which he's more than capable of doing, but it's a hard way to go to constantly ask your quarterback to be great like that. I was really surprised. I, I don't think I remember one design quarterback run on yep. Monday night. Now, clearly Josh Allen ran several times, but I thought that was a weapon that the Bills should have should have broken out in that big of a game. At least a couple design quarterback runs for Josh Allen didn't happen. Monday night, Greg, it's the Rams and the Cardinals. What are you seeing from these teams? What will you be watching? Rams have made two significant changes. Uh, one because of Robert Woods and another because I think they – they just wanted to get, I think, well, let's put it this way. I think the other change flows from the, the Robert Woods deal because what they've done is Van Jefferson has, has now become their Z receiver. That's what Robert Woods was. And that's the movement motion receiver because Odell Beckham is now their X, um, which is predominantly what Jefferson was. And now he's moved to Z. And because of that, they have to work some things out in their pass game. Uh, you know, people just assume all this stuff is easy. You know, Ross, when you make changes like that, it's 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 not that easy, and particularly in the middle of a season. Um, so the other change they made this past week, and you can say it's Jacksonville all you want, but that's not relevant, is they ran 16 snaps with six O-line personnel this past week. Think about that. Sean McVay, 16 snaps with six O-line personnel. And keep in mind, they lost their tight end, Johnny Munt, a name people probably don't even know. He was their second tight end, their blocking tight end. And they needed to find a way to get some more stability and continuity in their run game. And they got it with six O-line personnel. My guess is you'll see more of that. I can't tell you the number of snaps, but I think they'll stay with that and force the cards to play in their base defense. Interesting. Greg, you are the man. Love your insight every week. Highly encourage everyone to check out Greg on social media so you know everywhere you can consume his terrific content at Greg Cosell. Thank you, Greg. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate it. The cool thing about Thursdays is I don't need to look for a guest ever because I know Greg Cosell is the man. You might need to be looking for someone for a job. LinkedIn Jobs is the place to reach your network and beyond. Look, it's the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. You can focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience and use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified. Then use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Ross. That's linkedin.com slash Ross to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply.
Good morning, Ross. Uh, let's start with some pretty big news for the Seahawks. Safety Jamal Adams, who had a torn labrum, in addition to other shoulder damage, he is out for the rest of the season after surgery. Right. So Greg and I talked about Jamal as a player. Obviously, the Seahawks aren't really in the mix. Uh, but the trade, two things jump out to me with things like this. The trade for the Seahawks is looking really bad. They gave up two first-round picks for a limited safety who's had major injuries, and Adams forcing the issue to get the contract that he wanted was very, very smart because otherwise he would not have gotten the money that he got. Now on to the Washington football team. As it appears, tight end Logan Thomas is on IR and defensive end Montez Sweat on the COVID list for at least 10 days after testing positive and being unvaccinated. So Montez Sweat was going to come back from the broken jaw this week. How about that timing? Right when he's about to come back, he tests positive for COVID, and because he's unvaccinated, he's out at least 10 days, which means he might, depending on symptoms, be able to come back right before the Eagles game next Sunday. As for Logan Thomas, you know, he's on IR for a second time as they try to figure out exactly what's wrong with his knee. And if you go on IR a second time, you're done for the year, unfortunately. Ducks takes. Uh, you and Greg already talked about it, but the Houston Texans cut linebacker Zach Cunningham. Anything else you want to add? So, yeah, something obviously that I, I read reports where he, he, he was out the last game for disciplinary reasons. He was evidently late multiple times, not playing or living up to the standard that they have there in Houston. But this is not good. I mean, you could argue Zach Cunningham and Justin Reed are two of their best young players. And now back-to-back weeks, they've been sat out because of disciplinary reasons. It's a really, really bad look for the Houston Texans. Ducks takes. More COVID list additions included the Saints running back Mark Ingram, as well as Chargers wide receiver Mike Williams and cornerback Chris Harris Jr. all added to the list this week. Right. So here's the deal. Uh, Mike Williams and Chris Harris Jr. are close contacts of Keenan Allen, which means they actually might, if they continue to test negative, uh, they might be able to play. So they're not necessarily out of this next game. Mark Ingram, I don't know what the deal is there, but certainly feels like uh, you know a lot more people are going on that COVID list the last couple weeks. Ducks takes. The Vikings host the Steelers tonight, Thursday night football. Who do you like? Yeah, I mean, I think I like... I think I like the Steelers. I guess I just have more faith in them in a primetime game. Mike Tomlin, short week to get those guys ready to roll. Even though they're coming off that, you know, emotional, hard-fought win over the Ravens. I don't know what to expect from the Vikings coming off their defeat to the Lions. And no Adam Thielen, I think, really hurts the Vikings. As good as K.J. Osborne might be, I think that's a – significant negative for them. So I am going to pick the Steelers to win a close one. Obviously, I took them getting the points 
on the Even Money podcast. But I'm going to pick the Steelers in a pretty fun game, 23-20, I think. I think I picked that score a lot, but that that's what pops in my head a lot. Speaking of picks, by the way, picks. you know what? Hold on a second, Bri. Steelers are the underdog. Let the doggies out. Your favorite part of the show. Crosses underdog of the week. Speaking of picks, PicksWise is the number one free app for football picks, odds, and analysis. Find expert picks for every game all season long, loaded with best bets, props, and parlays. You can find in-depth game predictions giving you the who, how, and why behind every prediction all for free. Found your pick? Search our latest DraftKings promotions to sign up for an account and place your bet. Download the free PicksWise app now to make your next bet better. PicksWise backs responsible gambling. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's do an email, Brian. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to Ask Ross. So the email address is always ross at rostucker.com for any reason. You want me for a speaking engagement or whatever, ross at rostucker.com. But then if you take advantage of any of our sponsors, like PixWise or AutoZone or LinkedIn or whatever, just email me any evidence of that, and I guarantee to read and respond to your question on the show, which I love. What do you got, Brian? Hey, Ross, I find myself getting excited when there is a kick of any kind in any game to see if the kicker makes it or shanks. I've been watching football my whole life, and I've never seen such horrible kicking in the past two to three years. And I was a diehard Panther fan. Uh, John, Is it John Casey? Mm-hmm. Yeah. John Casey never missed. Okay, I know the Super Bowl, but he got us there to begin with. So John and I had this debate that I need you to settle. I say it's because there has been this trend to press kickers to kick 50-plus yards and just distracting them from practicing and focusing on the routine 35 yarders and the extra points he says teams are going after the big legs your response that is from cindy in denver north carolina there's a lot of denvers there's a denver pennsylvania did not know that it's where cacalico high school is uh so interesting cindy you know that's a good question cindy i'm not sure i have the answer I think maybe I should get a guy like Jay Feely who calls games for CBS and was a kicker on to discuss it. It does anecdotally feel like there have been more misses of extra points and chip shot field goals recently. But remember, extra points are now 33 yards. You know, they used to be, whatever, 19 yards. Makes a decent difference. I think the pushing back of the extra points has caused more of them to be missed, which has caused us to think about the kickers and how often they're missing more often. That's that's my theory, is that the extra points are harder, so they're being missed more often. And so, obviously, we are now visually seeing more kicks being missed because but a decent amount of them are extra points that were never missed before because it was you know a 19 yarder or whatever maybe they just don't have the same level of vision when they're kicking for whatever reason after all visibility is your first line of defense when it comes to making kicks or staying safer on the road 
Seeing better means spotting the unexpected even faster. If you're looking for better visibility, head to AutoZone. They got the parts and products you need to drive safer and see more behind the wheel. Don't drive around with dull headlights. You can get replacement lights. Always replace them in pairs. Don't drive around with squeaking or streaking wipers. That's not cool. You want to make sure you can clear whatever you need to clear on your windshield during a storm. Rain, sneet, sleet, snow. Ready to see more and drive safer? Visit your nearest AutoZone or head to AutoZone.com to start your job today. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Shoutouts are in order, Bri, for Pizza Boy Brewing, Yummy, Sportaculture, Vision Comics with an X, HumanHeadNYC.com, and SteakhouseSports.com. Of course, big game tonight. We'll give you our picks and my recap of the big game tomorrow on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit.